Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon. And mistress of wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze, news and views. From absinthe to Zinfandel. Drinkage à toi. Hello listeners and uh, welcome to our podcast. It's the Drink Talking. Half an hour of drinks information, a can of liquid being shaken up and sprayed into your ears. Interesting information, a spume of it coming to you over the next half an hour. Hopefully you like drinks, you've tuned in. I am Tom Sandham. I'm one of the thinking drinkers and I am joined here today by, to my left, I'm going to start with Sam oh, Capon, the you. mistress of wine. Hello, Sam. Hi, Tom. I like you. Oh, I like you too. <laughs> and what, have you been up to? Anything interesting? I've been on the box. Yeah, yeah. so um, one of the wine experts on Saturday Kitchen. Ooh, yeah, and they've moved the format live into the studio. What? That's pressure. That was a butt-clenching experience, but it was really good. Our guest was Jerry Horner. Well, no. nay, Halliwell. Halliwell. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, she was a lot of fun, very lively. So that was good, and that's actually taken up a bit of time. That's mm. quite quite a bit of prep to get that done. So that's probably been largely Does what she I've been drink? doing. Jerry? She didn't try to drop. Mm, okay. Is that because she's teetotal? Not sure. Mm. Possibly. Okay. Her husband's a Formula One man. That's right. Red Bull. Yep. So he probably Chris doesn't drive. Don't drink yep. and drive, Ben. Don't yeah. even putt. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's start with a joke. And Ben, what have you been doing apart from sitting around in your pants drinking uh, beer? Well, not much apart from that. That, again, takes a lot of prep. Um, <laughs> uh, what have I been doing? No, I've been... Uh, not been prepping for your show? Well Good one, done, Sam. Sam. Uh, sounds harder than it is. My wife says... Uh, how was prancing around in your tights today? And I was like, well, what? she's doing nothing. She's looking after kids. <laughs> so stuff her. Yeah. Um, your wife, she's always saying sounds harder than it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't introduce you properly. Sorry, Ben. Ben McFarland, uh, beer writer of the year, formerly. Uh, he will be here <laughs> to talk times. about beer. Three, I won it three times. Yep. You're going to be doing a... Oh, my, um, today is my Legends Legend of Liquor. Of liquor. Who is a lady? Yeah, we love ladies. Oh, another, yeah, and another lady. The so feminist thing is getting out of hand. Yeah, I'd say we're we're convinced. And Sam, you're going to be yeah. tasting some wine. Red wine. Red, First time we've done red. red I think. Wine. One of the uh, two main colours of wine, I do believe. It is. I don't know. I'm a fan of pink. 
Well, I know you are. I know you are. Oh, uh, anyway, they're coming up uh, later. Those features, and before they are, we have our first section of the show, which is spit or swallow. Our cleverly named、uh, feature, which deals with something we like or dislike in the industry or、uh, in drink. And today, I am spitting or swallowing. I'm doing a bit of both. And first of all, I'm going to start with a spit. And I was reading regional newspapers. Big fan,、mm. local papers. Keep them alive. God damn, they yeah, are we, the、uh, lifeblood、oh, communities. Communities with pubs, along with pubs. They、and、are yeah, both dying out. Newspapers,、well. bakers, and florists, candlestick makers. Exactly.、Oh, okay. So in、uh, the Birmingham Mail, there was a story about hairdressers getting fined for giving a drink out. You know, if you go into a hairdresser、oh, yeah. and you get, you get a free glass yeah, of bubbly. Go- well, apparently the coppers are <gasps> having a go at them. Because they don't have a license. Apparently, twenty thousand. Pound ban and a possible six month sentence for the complimentary drink. If you don't have a license for booze, which frankly is a hairy situation all round, <laughs> snippy coppers、yes. combing the area, clipping people around the ear. A few people have got away with it, but it was a bit of a close shave.、Uh, those who got fined wanted to curl up and die. Brush it all under the carpet, I imagine. Hair, but I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do that one、uh, because in another more interesting local say, newspaper wait, feature. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just say that I. I've often offered a drink at a barber's, which gives you an indication of the kind、oh, of class、right, yeah. I go to, as you can see from、yeah. my from my hair. Curly locks. But it's a bit of a dilemma because they bring it to you,、mm. and then you're having your hair cut, and you have to sort of say to the barber, "Stop! I need、yeah. to reach forward and then drink it."、Mm. And it seems a bit indulgent. I'm a firm believer in the、um, the idea that you shouldn't move your head,、yes. which is something you're told about when you're、yeah. three. Which is something I tell、But、my own three year old Joseph: do not move your head. But also, hair gets, gets in there. I know. I turn down. I turn down all drink at the hairdresser.、Mm. Never have a hot drink. I might accept water if I'm hungover, and I just want it there because I'm twitchy.、Yeah. Otherwise, hair gets no, in there. This isn't my special swallow. Ben keeps knocking the table, and it's not my special swallow. So I don't want I to、know. get. But very quickly, okay, very, very, one very, very quickly. One more, one more. I think it's because if you have a drink, then aesthetically your hair is going to look a bit better. Ah, well, <laughs> it's a psychological、so like, trick. Let's、yes. get, get them mellow, get them drunk, and everything's going to look more symmetrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes and sense. And then you sober up. On the tube home, whatever. And, and I gave like, you a fringe. Oh my god! But interesting that you think you need、step. that because what I do anyway is say when they put that mirror around the back, does that look right? Yeah, yeah, that looks yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. And then I go home. Bellow the twat! <laughs> look what you've done. Anyway, that's not my spit or swallow. My spit is coming from the Bristol Post. And the headline will do most of the work for me.、Uh, this is an original newspaper, and we are in festival season, listeners. So if you're listening to this after festival season, bear that in mind. And it said this: the best supermarket alcohol deals you need to know about. And here's the opening lines. Although the weather may be unpredictable and unreliable, great opener, guys. Jesus, there's almost always one thing that's given every year. People will be drinking a lot of alcohol. Why we don't condone binge drinking? We know there are thousands of people, us included, frantically researching where to get the best deals on booze and take them to festivals. So we've decided to remove the hard work for you and take a look at the best deals of alcohol at the country's four big supermarkets. Effectively, this is all about buying cheap booze.、Yeah. I mean, what the hell are they on? I, it really is a spit. Beer, Ben, you're、mm. like this. All four supermarkets are offering reasonably good deals on beer, so it really depends what you're after. At Asda, you can buy twenty Carling cans for fourteen quid, or eighteen Bud Lights for twelve pounds. Really, well, but, is that what you have to endorse? But also, if you're drinking Carling at a festival, 
Are we it's going to toilet all the time? Yeah, we toilet, toilet and it's toilet. hard to do but it. But it's not doing much anyway. If Unless you're doing acids, don't do acids. Well, don't, don't do drugs. Do drugs acids. are for mugs. Don't do drugs. But, I mean, they go through all these supermarkets. Three cases for 21. Ten cans of Bud, Cronenberg, Budweiser, Coors Light, Amstel. Twelve cans of Strongbow. Given Foster's the laboratorial con- situation at festivals, aren't people actually best off just drinking vodka? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But let's, let's, yeah, that's yeah. terrible, terrible. You should drink yeah, vodka. You should drink vodka. Well, let's hear what they've got to say and about water. wine. It's definitely not everyone's favourite festival drink. You'll find if you go to Glyndebourne. The festival season is much wider than just Glasto. But Asda is offering a decent deal on boxed wine if you fancy it. You can get two 2.5cl boxes of red wine or white wine for 23 quid. Just generic wine. I mean, red or white. No wonder local newspapers are in so much trouble. And no wonder one in five 18 to 25 year olds aren't drinking if this is the advice they're giving young people today. But the best they saved for spirits. (laughs) You can always stock up on even cheaper booze from the likes of Aldi and Lidl, which we would say are very good supermarkets and have an interesting booze selection where a 70cl bottle of spirit will most likely set you back about £10. They are asking young people to go into mm. Aldi and buy a £10 bottle of vodka hypocr- and take it to a festival. Mm. Is that hypocr- really responsible? responsible? Mm. What's hypocritical about this is that on a Saturday night if there was a big incident in Bristol where everyone was drunk and behaving like complete douchebags yes they would be the it first be it'd be from maybe all over splash, like a flannel it would be their splash <laughs> and two and three wouldn't it yes it'd be a photo the, story yeah they might even have a vox pop of they some old groomies terrible pop. they would have vox pops and if like our newspaper the work I used to work on the Hartford Herald if they insisted on taking photos of the people you vox pop then you would indeed have to go and take photos of your family can and I vox say? pop them which is something that oh, I'm can ashamed I, to can say can I say I, I, I um, was really irritated not that long ago and I was in the back of a cab and um, was reading someone's leftover I know mirror sun tabloid it was really sexist loads of pictures taken of women um, who'd been to a oh I think it must have been the one in Liverpool Aintree Aintree yeah Yeah, and, and it was lots of eyelashes lots of boobs falling out of dresses and couple of people you know passed out on the grass and yeah. uh, I that thought is, where are the pictures of the drunk men well yeah and that's the story isn't it because I genuinely am spitting angry about this because I it's just you. a case of well the media loves to say we have a drinking problem like you say Ben it's a massive contradiction to the stories that they love to run if we do have a drinking problem is this it's that we're drinking a mm. lot of cheap alcohol and not but also and very hypocritical not, of the paper to then recommend to basically to really cheap booze for cheap booze but also and it's bad advice it's really because bad if advice. you if you are going to a festival you're going there to escape from the everyday drudgery mm. of life and, and hear some music and hear some music and i've been to festivals and that bit where you have to get from the car park to your tent or whatever if you're carrying four crates of cheap carling mm-hmm. Mm. It's stupid. You yeah, might as well carry one case of slightly stronger, better beer, yeah. which will cost mm. the same amount, and if you're so inclined, it will give you the same effect. Mm. And also, all the chicks will be like, oh, look at that guy, yeah, he's drinking isn't he interesting. This guy is drinking he's an imperial beer. stout <laughs> brood of cocoa nibs. <laughs> My <laughs> God, can you imagine what he's like in the sack? Listeners, do not drink imperial stout what, of vegetables. No, it's, it's, really, <laughs> it's certainly not it's a really sunshine yeah. But you get my point. I get yeah, the point, I get and, point. I'm, and that's the point I'm making. And that's why it makes me very, very 
angry. Also, Audi and Lidl, to single them out, we've talked about them in the past, the fact they have quite interesting mm. selections. I mean, we tasted El Dorado rum, and that rum has been on sale, the 15-year-old in Aldi, for a very good price. Mm. Maybe retail about 60 quid, and you can pick it up for 40 quid in Aldi. They do some great, great stuff. See, a there. better so, article would have been how to make a cool cocktail at a festival yeah. using the stuff that's around you. Mm. Because it's a feature I've written. Yes. And I agree with you. Well, you should... Well, could, not least because I could cut and paste it. Yes. And get 50 quid <laughs> from Bristol them. Post. <laughs> 50 quid. You wish. I, I mean, it's... Yes, angry. So that, I think that's my spit. And I, I'm conscious that we could get bogged down in this. Um, and we could go back to the hairdressers, which was also interesting. <laughs> but we'll move on. And we'll move on to my swallow. And my swallow this week, I'm afraid, is a shameless brand plug it's for Talisker and the only reason the only reason really is they sent us some shoes this week shoes they sent us some shoes they are these are are the best shoes I've ever had and they're certainly the best brand thing I've ever had they are a collaboration with Oliver Sweeney the shoe the cobbler they're quite posh shoes they're not just but they're bespoke with Talisker branding on and our initials Ben's got a pair of these as well yeah I want a picture. And that, well, I've got a picture here because I wasn't prepared to bring a, them Can in. I just say that's a visual thing? It's yeah. not going to be bright. It is. We'll yeah. put it on I'll Twitter. Show you the picture. I mean, yeah. I would have worn them, but I'm never going to wear them because they look so nice in their big wooden box. I'll never wear them. But they've also got um, a hip flask in the ankle compartment no. as well as a compass. Um, they are just extraordinary, <coughs> extraordinary things. Explain the compass. Well, because well, it's is about home. roaming and going out. Well, why would you need posh shoes for roaming? They're walking shoes. They're walking shoes. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're posh really cool. Shoes. I thought they're like. And so you've got your loafers. hip flask. They're not loafers. No, 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 no. Uh, they're practical shoes. Oh, with a, with a hip flask and a compass. Yeah, and I think we are actually trying to get them into our show because we will be tasting some Talisker whiskey in our show. We should say that as well. But we're trying to get them in as our time travel shoes for our. History. It's a Talisker ten-year-old, which is <clears> lovely <throat> stuff as well. It came with a bottle of whiskey as well. Yeah. I mean, a beautiful presentation. But so really, that was my swallow. The highlight of the week, I, I expect. I really was. I was genuinely I mean, shocked. They must we get sent. A lot of stuff, and I appreciate it all. But my God, we get Simpson shit as well. Yeah. <laughs> but when these shoes arrived, I was yeah. very excited. And then your shoe size and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah. all the research. Yeah, yeah. but they put initials on. I mean, it's they're beautiful. Yeah. Did well, you include find... your uh, middle name? In the I initials? did. I did all my initials T E H them because I got four names. Oh, that's posh. <laughs> what, so, what are your middle names? Uh, Edward and Horan, which is my mother's maiden name. So, oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mine tried was to... Bam. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't sound that good. I wish I'd done B M. You could have done Bamuk. Oh, I thought Bam was actually your middle name. <laughs> no, my middle name was uh, no. My, oh, lived, my middle Ben's name really A is, is Aniron. After Aniron Bevan, he was the uh, Welsh politician who created the National Health Service. I love to drink, more importantly. Mm. My, not more importantly, um, my son's initials are WC. I don't know oh, how that got. You idiot. I'm not sure how I mm. didn't notice that near the Well, mine are. Samuel Sandham SS SS. SS. So that's not going on its pajamas. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, nice <laughs> middle name, one. middle name, sir. Oh, Jane. A, Jane. Nice. That's yeah. nice. That's Solid true. English name. Yeah, I like but it. But what was your maiden name? Jones. SJJ. Yeah. Mm. Mm. No, it's SJC. I just not okay. Cut that bit, Ian. That wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I can't just say I love Talisker because they gave me a pair of shoes. I love their whiskey. We will be tasting it in the show, so if you want to try it, it's a great whiskey from the Isle of Skye. It's got a little bit of smoke to it. It's an island whiskey, fantastic single malt, and the 10-year-old is a great example of that. But also Talisker have done a lot of work with matching whiskey with food. Mm. And this is something we're really trying to promote because it's trying to 
present whiskey in a more versatile way. And we've been to some tastings recently with Talisco where they've tried it with um, with salmon, with vegetarian Ooh, haggis balls. It's good. really good. With Basically, sc- anything Scottish. Scottish fare, are yeah. we thinking? But good yeah. Scottish fare, not yeah. like yeah. quality. Shortbread. I mean, one of the yeah. best food. What's wrong with that? Well, that's good. All right. <laughs> goes with shortbread but it goes with chocolate they paired it with a madagascan chocolate cocoa nibs uh, sea salt and cocoa runners what cocoa nibs? nibs i have no idea they're using they're briefs the, the in little um, points of the vanilla oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. soda bread with peanut butter fresh oysters Shuck it and see, Ben. Shuck it and see um Shuck so so t- really because like oysters my body doesn't like oysters uh, but not okay. anymore and see, it, so it seems to be like a yeah. growing thing like once you've got nausea it just slowly goes to speed well, well, it's funny you should say that I had three occasions where it got me yeah I went off them for ages and then I was reintroduced I just thought I'll give it another go and I was fine but this is relevant someone said to me you shouldn't drink oysters with spirits well, I don't know about that. One of our best food and drink experiences, Ben, you were there holding my hand, I believe, was on uh, Isla when we had oh, Lagavulin yes. with oysters and other seafood. Oh, yes. They've been taken directly from the sea, fresh yes. that day, drinking it with Lagavulin whiskey is still and just that one was, of the most And that was my reintroduction to it. Oh, okay, so it there you work. go. It yeah, did work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it takes. Yeah. Maybe a bit of medicinal whiskey. Maybe to I go need with to it. be flown up to Scotland and taken to taste some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, once this podcast. Maybe you just need to uh, pull yourself man together. Yeah. Yeah. Why not man up? That's sexist. Okay, what? Come on. Or is it sexist to say she can't man up? Well, I think you can man up. Just because okay. you're a woman, you can man up. You okay. go for it. Um, good. Are you done? <clears throat> I am done. Do it, though, <laughs> listeners. Uh, do it. Drink whiskey, eat food with it. It's a good thing to do. So now, having done that, coming up after this short break, we're going to be enjoying some wine with Sam. Do we want to say, and if people do want to send us free stuff, this is the kind of exposure you can get. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. 
burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Ben McFarland from The Thinking Drinkers, and you're listening to It's The Drink Talking. Hello, listeners. I hope you're still with us. It's been interesting <laughs> stuff so far, hasn't it? Hasn't it, though? Hairdressers, uh, whiskey, and supermarkets. But now we're going to do the best bit of the show, which is we're going to enjoy tasting. And that is with Sam, who's our wine expert. And what are we tasting today, Sam? Today, we are tasting Syrah slash Shiraz. Phew. I thought <laughs> you meant a slash. <laughs> that yeah. would be bad. So, basically, take one, pass it on. That lovely gluggy oh. sound. So basically, Syrah and Shiraz is the same grape variety. It's a red grape variety. It's basically called Shiraz in the New World, mainly Australia and South Africa. Elsewhere, it's named Syrah. And basically, it it kind of denotes two slightly different styles. Like Syrah tends to be slightly lighter, more peppery. And Shiraz tends to come from warmer climates and be more kind of rich and chocolatey thing about Syrah Shiraz lovely colours as you can see it's, it's quite a chunky grape variety I mean the parentage is meant to be a grape I've never heard of before Dureza and Mondus Blanche you've never as a master of wine no. you still think that's I, interesting yeah, so I don't still think things Dureza you're learning a, no 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 you learn these things all the time oh, really? and is that because they're sort of crossbreeding grape varieties no because this is historical there are thousands of different grape varieties mm. and, and also they have different synonyms so oh. Syrah and Shiraz isn't just called that it's got oh. lots of a historical other names and in fact Shiraz they're not really sure where the origin of that comes from because Shiraz is the capital of the Persian Empire the modern-day Iran, um, which used to produce a wine called Shirazi. So it used to be thought that maybe the origins of Syrah, Shiraz, were from the the Middle East, but actually the two great varieties are actually from France and around the Rhone. Ah, Like all the good wine. The wine is really, really complicated, isn't it? Too complicated, you might say. I mean, I... (laughs) Shouldn't there be someone who just goes, right... Let's start again. Yeah. Because there's so much that's sort of similar. Basically, let's not make wine because it's too complicated. Mm. But I think that's part of their plan. <laughs> Whose plan? Just the wine Them. people plan to make it so difficult to understand and get your head around. There's so many caveats mm. that it creates a a sort of... Barrier. M- yeah, mystique. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think you're right. I think that they don't help themselves. Almost every week in the wine trade press, you you read that um, some region has just allowed to call wine single vineyard wines or that you know the Germans have redefined their quality ladder again or whatever. And you think, really? I don't think consumers really understand that. And it's quite complicated. And actually, it's quite boring. But if you drill down to the absolute basics, it's actually quite... It's quite easy. Yeah, mm. it's quite straightforward. <clears throat> when the basics being, what is a great variety? And where is it grown? Whose phone's that? Actually, not mine this time. I hope it's not mine. Um, so, um, so basically, for this one, what you need to know is, this is Syrah. And it tells you something immediately. So you think, okay, what are the key characteristics of Syrah? What I would say is a masculine grape. It's quite mm. rich and brooding and chunky. And if you smell it, I mean, this is the one. Oh this is. Um, I've just got like 
blackcurrant. Okay, so this is £15.50 at the Wine Society and it's a Croats Hermitage. So thinking that Syrah comes from the Northern Rhone, two places it really has snazzy wines is Hermitage and Cote Roti. They're the absolute pinnacle of Syrah production. And then the kind of slightly more affordable layer down, if you like, is this Croats Hermitage. Okay. So it's 100% Syrah. It's Paul Jabelet Anne Le Jalet. 2015, as I said, it's 1550. Now, if we talk about our areas of expertise, spirits or, or beer, the style of beers can vary dramatically. The style mm. of rum, say, can vary dramatically depending on where it's made, the ingredients they're used. So this is Syrah, this is one style of... But do they use different yeasts or different production methods that change that? Or is it all about the quality of those grapes? And- um, so it's, a, it's lots of things. So fundamentally, you get the grape... And then it's where's it grown. So we'll see in a minute. So this is a Syrah. And even though it's quite a deep colour, it's kind of quite juicy and it's quite fresh. Often in uh, Northern Rhone, you get amazing bacon frazzle, crisp notes. It's amazing bacon notes and violets. Licorice, like really deep, dense, amazing kind of fragrant characters. So the big thing really is the great variety and then climates. So We'll go on to the, the Shiraz from the, the McLaren Vale, which is really hot, and it's just inky and rich and deep. Then things like yield, which is essentially how many bunches have they grown on the, on the vine. Mm. And if you have a smaller yield, the wines are more concentrated, and if you have a bigger yield, they, mm. they do not. And then, yeah, and then you can use different oak, and you can use different yeast, yeah, you can okay. use different clones, okay. different rootstocks. I mean, there's all these little variables and different decisions you can make but the fundamental one really is if you're new to wine and you don't know what you like the first thing you need to check is what is the grape variety because that will give you a massive flavour clue as I've discussed in another podcast the problem with old world wines is it doesn't tell you what the grape variety is you have to learn so you have to learn that legally in the northern Rhone you have to learn that Croats Hermitage is Syrah whereas you go to the new world the wine we're going to taste next and it's got written on it it's Shiraz hence why it's more accessible now the Hermitage yeah has that got anything to do with people who don't go out very much the hermitage is a place and there is a place on it that was the hermitage and i think a hermit Mm. did used to live in it which is why it was called that you know if you want the kind of most pure expression of syrah then northern rhone is where it's at but it's grown all around the world you can get syrah in chile in the sort of the languedoc all around the sort of southern france there's a lot of syrah as well i like big chunky Mm. reds i like and i cannot lie i like big reds and i cannot (laughs) cannot lie. lie And I like Rioja as well. Mm-hmm. That, Love that, Rioja. That's quite a big red as well. Yes, yeah, so Rioja um, is made from Tempranillo, and that's I'd say it's not quite as chunky so generally. So between one and ten, if then Rioja would be a... on Seven. And this would be a six? Well, yeah. this would be probably a six, but a Shiraz would be more like an, maybe an uh, eight or a okay. nine. Okay. Because um, Rioja's from Spain, gets um, pretty hot. But the big thing about Rioja is they use quite a lot of oak in it. Right. So it might also be the oak that you uh, like rather yeah. than actually Tempranillo. They use vanilla, a lot of vanilla. They use a lot of American yeah. oak, uh, which actually the second wine does as well. This uh, one we're going to move on to, the Shiraz, well, that no, uses a lot of American I, oak, so I, I think you'll really Verlick like that. you with a seamless link. But it, was that oh, enough yeah. information? We talk about it a great deal in the terms of how it tasted, but I, well, actually, I don't really care. I mean, from a price point, <laughs> <don't really> <laughs> from a price point, it's about £14.99 out of my price range. Um, <laughs> no, but I think, especially if I'm just drinking wine alone, I like to know that there's something in that, and that's really big and mm. hearty and a beautiful proper. young colour. 
It looks fantastic. It looks oh, like it red really wine. It really is. Does it not coat your mouth? I mean, I like it. It's so I think that, mouth. yeah, I mean, so basically it's a chunky wine. It's a deep skin variety. It creates a lot of colour and this tannin, which I think you're all talking about. So tannin is the stuff that dries your mm. mouth, like the tea. So this is quite chunky. But equally, there's quite a lot of fruit there, which I think the silkiness and the tannin are kind of separate. It's okay. quite, it is yeah. balanced. It so does it seem to go be, through all yeah. of those, all the things you've said. There's you, a lot of fruit there. I think 2015 that. was a good vintage in their own. So I think this is... Worth picking out. Yeah, yeah. So this okay. is a good wine. And then just compare it. Yeah, let's, let's finish let's that Get rid of that uh, one. Okay, yeah, um, we now got a wine from Australia, from the McLaren Vale, which is in South Australia, and it's called the Hedonist Shiraz. And it's uh, also... They make a beer as well. Did you know that? Did they? McLaren, yeah, they've got a brewery there. You see... I like the old the classic the bottle, sort of Frenchy sort of sounding versus hedonist. I, I you, pref- go, you, pref- you prefer the Frenchy. I, yeah, I really like the label on that. I think the label, the simplicity and its lovely fonts and the Shiraz over the sort of classic and quite busy French. We're getting into design here, but then to put hedonist on it, I'm not so sure. It's like also, and it's, it's, a, it's a, a hedonist with a picture with a pig, of a pig, pig on it. Yeah, I'm not quite I'll sure. I'll be the judge of whether he's a hedonist. But also, oh, instantly, stop taking over my bit. Oh, <laughs> so two things I want to say about this as well is a not sure what the random pig's all about on the label, but this wine is also biodynamic. Uh, does that mean? Yeah, anything? Yes. No, no, no. You know, I don't. Does that I, mean it, anything? Uh, yes, it yes, does. It does. I, Did they bury some cow yes, skulls? In exactly. The yeah, I mean, exactly. It's all about the lunar cycles. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of organic on steroids the lunar cycle is consulted and yeah you kind of fill cow horns with silica and you do a number of different preparations and you stir things and um, it's quite funky there's definitely something to it i am generally carry a calendar around with me that says when wines drink best so if you've got a really special bottle of wine uh, it's called like Maria Tun, T-H-U-N. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere. So I have a physical hard copy, which I just realised I gave away to someone recently, so I don't have one in my bag. So imagine if you've got a really snazzy bottle of wine, then you'd look up on the diary and you'd look for a fruit day, ideally, and it basically says, this is when your wine will taste best. These days are when your wine will taste most delicious. And then a flower day, then a leaf day, then a root day. And it is true, Christmas day, just gone, was a root day and my wines were disappointing, all of them. seriously and a lot of the supermarkets will hold their press tastings on a fruit day on the biodynamic calendar really yeah no no word of lie and so it's a bit bonkers the whole thing is slightly you've got to be kidding Mm. me but actually for me I would definitely say if you had a tasty bottle of wine look up that it's a fruit day and drink it then full moon go for it yeah because don't forget wine is mainly made of water and if we think about how the moon influences mm. the tides mm. and the fact we're mainly water which is the whole where the whole lunatic comes from and I don't think it's unfair to think that this is a living thing wine yep. it changes in bottle and it you know it mm. breathes and it just um, I wonder if we are on a good one today these are tasting Nice. They are tasting really nice. I think we might be. Anyway, so this is quite different. This is a Shiraz. So this is more, you know, it's just a kind of richer... Um, rye, for example, and you can taste. Ben, you will like this because a, if you like big wines anyway, and if you like Rioja, this has got American oak lovely. in. So American oak, listeners, a lot of wines are put into barrel, and French oak has small little kind of um, grains and pores in, which releases notes of sort of cinnamon and spice. And American have bigger basically and they're more coconut like with um, Tom's Diplomatico rum you know you get these really lovely vanilla popcorn notes and it just actually 
it doesn't make the wine sweet, but it just gives a very supple, smooth texture, and it just makes it really yummy. Yeah, and just quite velvety. Very, very and nice. just to ask about the relationship with the wood, mm. with the oak, mm. we just tried a French Syrah from the Rhone, yeah. which I imagine gets quite hot. But yeah. I imagine McLaren Vale gets, at times, Hotter. hot, hot yeah. wood. Yeah. The temperate climate in Australia yeah. mean that you're getting a lot more bang for your buck out of the, yes. out of the barrel. Yeah, you'll have high alcohol. Let's have a quick look. So, yeah, it's 14% for the headness, which actually is not that bad. Mm. And and then the croats is 13%. But also because you've got such massive fruit and weight and structure, I mean, this is a full-bodied wine by anyone's reckoning. Yeah, It can hold up to the American oak. Mm. Because if you chucked quite a delicate wine in American oak, not it's it. not going to really work again like everything balance 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 so I'd serve that with a sort of chocolate dessert that, at the end of the meal that would be the sort lovely of, isn't it yeah really. but I really think this is a wonderful example of new world versus old yeah. world same great it really captures grown mm. in two what I different uh, yeah so you've got the kind of yeah exactly this is just the French is more elegant a bit more refined very pure fruit but still quite accessible. I mean, I think Syrah and Shiraz is really accessible grape. But then the Shiraz is just like a big cuddle. It's, a, it's a just real like, crowd pleaser, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a bit cheaper. I mean, at the moment, Ooh, it does go on I've offer. Got, I've got a favourite. It does go on <laughs> to offer like to ten ninety nine. It's n- normally thirteen ninety nine at Waitrose. What would you pay for it? Ten ninety nine. Would you think that's a fair price? Um, you know what? I think thirteen ninety nine is an okay price. I mean, at ten ninety nine, I said this is a bargain. Okay. I mean, it's a smart wine, biodynamically made, yeah. American oak barrel aging. This is a premium wine. You can tell it is. So I'd say thirteen ninety nine is a fine price. Ten ninety nine is picks them up. Okay. Yeah. And also 2015. Yeah, both the same vintage. But yeah, really interesting to see that that, it's basically the same grape and they are quite different. They are very different. But with things in common, the deep colours, the spiciness, the profiles aren't completely dissimilar. Yeah. I really enjoyed those. They are fantastic. It helps that we like red wine. And now we've had a bit of a drink, it's probably time to have a bit of light relief, Ben, in the form of a legend of liquor. This is a good one. This is a good <laughs> You always preempt your sections with this is good or great. Uh, well, in fact, it's great. It's Catherine the Great. Oh, oh not Catherine the Good. Mm-hmm. Not Catherine the Good. Catherine the Great, the Russian Empress. Before mm. we get into why we're talking about her in a drinks podcast, let's get one thing straight. She did not die having sex with a horse. Well, she died on the toilet. She did not die on the toilet either. For those of us Elvis. who don't actually know who she is, can we just backtrack? Yeah. Catherine the Great was an 18th century empress of Russia. Right. She ruled Russia. and With um, an iron fist? Yes, yeah, she was mm. pretty hardcore. Was she? But there have been some rather scurrilous rumours about how she met her maker. First, she had sex with a horse. She didn't do that, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't yeah, say for sure. You weren't yeah, there. I, was say, I wasn't there, there man. You and also, there. there was another one where she sat on the toilet, which can't be true because ladies don't go to the toilet, do they? No, no. they don't do no. And another thing about Catherine the Great, she wasn't called Catherine the Great. Her real name was Sophie Friedrich August von Anhalt Zerbst, which is. Uh, Why was she called Catherine the Great? Because she became great. Oh, like Peter the Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the exactly. Terrible. Just. 16, she married Grand Duke Peter, who was heir to the Russian throne. How old was he? Well, it was a ridiculous marriage. It wasn't very good. It was miserable. Peter could barely raise a smile, apparently, mm-hmm. in, uh, alone, in a bedroom. Alone, uh, 
he often turned her down for Nookie in preference for playing with his toy soldiers. Mm. I feel his pain. Yes. I feel his pain. I know, sometimes. <laughs> but she didn't go without because she had a string of lovers. Ah. None of, ah. None of, none them, of them were horses. None of them were equine. Right. No. Um, and the marriage really hit the rocks in 1762 when Catherine fronted a bloodless coup. Uh, and replaced Peter on the Russian throne. Bloodless, though. She d- a coup against her own husband? But yeah, she, no yeah, one yeah. died? No, so but she more... led 12,000 troops, and she was right at the front of it. And do you um, know how she convinced them to do it, Ben? She gave them vodka. That's a little fact I can add to this story. Yep. She tanked them all up on vodka, and that's why they joined her. And then when she became ruler, she was bloody good at it. 35 <laughs> no. year reign. So how old was she when no. she took the throne? I know. Really? Unbelievable. <laughs> She's like Karen Brady from like the 19th century. No. <laughs> Bit like a Thatcher. More no. like a Thatcher? No. Uh, what's the German one called? <laughs> Angela Merkel. Yeah, yeah, Angela Merkel. Anyway, she doesn't need a comparison. She was Catherine the Great. Anyway, during her 35 year reign, she ruthlessly crushed internal uprising and extended Russia's imperial reach into Poland, Black Sea, and Crimea. And she was also close friends with the French philosopher Voltaire. Ah. And She wrote operas. She wrote books. She was a passionate champion of the arts. And she amassed an amazing arc. Sounds like quite a complex person who yeah. basically is a little bit bloodthirsty, possibly. Well, you know, she, beating her husband out. Hungry. No, no, power just, hungry. Just, uh, basically, her husband was a bit of a wimp a mm. bit of a wet couldn't get it up mm. wasn't a good marriage and instead of just going right let's split up let's split up this is what's happening you're going to stop being king I want to take over did he survive that did she kill him uh, no he died later he was murdered and there was rumours that she was involved yeah but never they were never confirmed much like this rumours about having sex with a horse and dying on a loop yeah why so, is she a legend of Lickerbin? Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I <laughs> yes, don't yes, want to move you on here. But, but the reason that she was called Catherine the Great, really, was she loved stout. Stout? stout? She was an amazing stout drinker, imperial stout. Now, there was a point where Russia opened up the market to the world and Britain started exporting beer to Russia. And they sent it originally to her husband and it spoiled on the way. It was pretty embarrassing it was a bit of a diplomatic faux pas. Mm-hmm. So they thought, right, well, we're going to have to brew the stout stronger and with more hops, more alcohol to withstand the sea journey to Russia. It got there. She absolutely loved it and she really championed it, especially liked a stout called Thrails, mm-hmm. which is uh, from London. But then they started making these Baltic Imperial porters in Russia and she was a real, real uh, fan of this. Think Guinness with steroids. And she was a massive, massive drinker of Imperial Stout. Stout. Mm. And now Imperial Stouts are sort of... It's amongst all the beer gigs, people mm. love They love mm. it. Cat I'm not sure I've ever had one. I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole any style of drink at all, but it's something I would go for in the winter, possibly rather than a, after Rather than at a festival. Rather than at a festival, <laughs> when I'd go for calling. Yeah. It's not something you drink when you're... Particularly Thursday. No, it's, it's an a experience. Bit like, it doesn't like, have a high refreshment it's, ratio. It's the port mm. of the beer world. It's and, like eating chocolate. And Harvey's down in Sussex, they do an amazing Imperial Russian stout, which is sort of based on the kind of stouts mm. that would have been going up to Russia. But they would have had gone through French blockades. I don't want to get into the politics of the time, mainly because I'm not. Oh, Fay, with yeah. them in any um, way. <laughs> but. 
I did a degree in history and uh, yeah, in, but intellectual in a, history. Yeah, it's not it, quite the same. I know, but <laughs> in an exam, you, if it's you not just real said, history, you could always say Russia was in a state of flux. <sighs> And more that often would, than not, you'll be right. right. And it, it was. When was this? Sorry, I missed her dates. When does she? <laughs> when was it, Tom? <laughs> it was the 18th century. Oh, what was it? Later. 16, 1700s, 18th No, no, know. it was the 1700s, yeah. which... So it's after 18. Peter the Great. Oh, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, in, yeah. During which time Russia was actually a bit more stable, to be fair, in a yeah, sense of yeah. flux. Peter... In the 1600s, brought it all together. Yeah. So they're all right. Quick question. Why is Imperial Stout called Imperial Stout? Because it was of, the Russian uh, it was yeah. Empire. So they took the Stout over and they liked it so much that they then... They started brewing they kind of it, stole it and it sort of it was brewed... Um, then but it's it not a Russian in, beer, is it? No, no. Imperial it was, Stout's an English beer. It was a British beer yeah. being exported to Russia and they loved it. And she came to London quite a lot and loved it and it became something... Well, London, London Fashion Week, things like that. London Fashion mm, Week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great British beer festival... <laughs> Taste um, of London. Yeah, Taste of London. Tacos. Yeah, and I'm um, glad you didn't continue with things like the National Sewing Bee and <laughs> other. other female. When we went to Fashion Week, I thought, well, come on. No, she was a great girl. Yeah. Um, but the fact she just loved this stuff. Yeah. And it's she interesting, did some great, great things. It's proof, Ben, proof, I think, that for a lot of people who say they don't like beer or a certain beer style, you don't know until you tried. She could have had anything. She could have had champagne. By that point, there would have been champagne. Would yeah, Because right. Because Madame Verve Cocot, as, yeah, as heard yeah. in a previous she, podcast. Yeah, she was more 19th century. Okay, but, so I mean, Dom Perignon, I think, was you know not far off that. And if she was travelling to Europe, she could have had her pick. Proof. She went for stout. Proof Good. that we need that ladies can drink <laughs> complicated things. <laughs> And they don't need to worry their pretty little heads. And they've got their own minds. <laughs> no. It's remarkable. But she was amazing. She was quite a character. Yeah. Good and, choice. Um, Catherine the Great was, was great. great. And she didn't have sex with a whore. That we know of. That we know of. We don't know one way or the other for sure. But anyway, uh, thank you for that. A great legend of liquor. Thank you, Sam, for your wines. Thank you, me, for my spistle swallow. It's been a great podcast again. You've learned a lot about drink. You've probably laughed yourself into a position of wetting yourself, and we are brilliant. So why don't you tune in again next week when we'll be doing more drink shenanigans. And if you want any more wine information, then go to my site, www.themistressofwine.com. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this podcast and like to learn more about drink, then you can see Ben and Tom, the Thinking Drinkers, in our live show where we'll be tasting alcohol and making you laugh. We're on tour. All dates and ticket prices can be found on our website, www.thinkingdrinkers.com. Please buy a ticket. Thank you for listening. Ta-ta. Cheers. Bye. This was a Grand Cru podcast from Seven Digital. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. 
Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.